Welcome to Documentary First, an inside look at a first-time filmmaker's journey. I'm your host, Josh Lindsay from the Movie Proposal Podcast. And with us is our first-time filmmaker, Christian Taylor. Hey there. Hi, Christian. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. You're looking pink today. Yeah, I decided to take things in a different direction. Mm. Uh, but you're in Wheaton, so you're not traveling. You're not on I the road. I know. Nice Welcome to be back. here. Thank you. Uh, speaking of not going anywhere, hello, Jason Rugg. Good to see you, too. <laughs> That's the most accurate description of me I've ever heard. <laughs> hey there. I don't that, know, but on Twitter, I'm noticing that everybody on your Twitter feed is starting to want to have a date with you. So maybe oh. if you start dating everybody in Twitter, you'll have some places to go. <laughs> that, that, was, that was a weird thread. <laughs> that was a weird thread. I don't really maybe. know exactly why that started. Yeah. <laughs> maybe if you start dating everyone on Twitter, that's, uh, there's a, that's there's not a good advice, Jason. I just want to no. let you know. <laughs> well, the energy's already kind of weird on this episode. We're, we're 23 minutes in before <laughs> even starting here. So, <laughs> Yeah, the energy is weird. I hope people are enjoying it as much as we are. We had, of course, technical difficulties that Jason caught but did not save us from. But here we are. Here we go. I tried. Uh, but again, we couldn't do it without him. So it's true. Thank you, Jason. All right. Now, Christian, we need a film update on the girl who are freedom. I'd like to hear about an update. I'd like to hear about something we haven't talked about, something we haven't talked about in a while. Yes. Uh, the non-for-profit living stories. Why do you yeah. have this? What is going on with that? So what what are some updates you can share with us? Yeah, so this week was kind of quiet on the film front, uh, although we did get into a new film festival called the Reedy Reels Film Festival in Greenville, South Carolina. So I'm excited about that. That takes place actually on D-Day. So we will be doing a special screening of The Girl Who Wore Freedom on D-Day in Greenville, South Carolina at the Reedy Reels Film Festival. We'd love to have anybody join us that's able. There will be a Q&A afterwards, and I do think there's going to be some uh, some fun people from The Girl Who Wore Freedom team there, particularly David Chapman, who's in our film. And then uh, we're all going to, as a team, whoever shows up, are gonna, we're going to go from Greenville, South Carolina at noon, and we're going to trek down to Beaufort, South Carolina for an evening screening of The Girl Who Wore Freedom at 6 p.m. in Beaufort, South Carolina. So it's going to be a really fun um you know, D-Day experience that day. And then after that, uh, we're going to go visit the Downed Airmen Museum, which is right outside of Savannah uh, in preparation for my next project. And then we're heading over to Atlanta for a special event with Delta. And I think the biggest news that I have this week is that we have now developed, thanks to Virginia Durr, an official partnership with Delta Airlines. Uh, so they, uh, Virginia is one of the top executives at Delta, and she's really been a champion of our project. Many people know she is a Normandy uh, resident, and she just can't get enough of our project and sort of spreading the word. And Delta's uh, byline is sort of nobody better connects the world. And she really felt like this film would be a great um, project for Delta to support. So she's been championing it there. Uh, and we will have our first event on um 
June 8th at the Delta headquarters, where I will be giving a, a lunchtime talk about the movie, showing a few clips, and it will sort of be broadcast all over the world for uh, the people involved in Delta. So that's a fun thing. And uh, the other news that's happening there is we've been negotiating a deal this week, thanks to Factory Film Studios' help with Delta Airlines getting the film uh, on board uh, for that. And we're so excited for that. If it looks like Air France may be next. So that took us a little bit to negotiate this week. And then, yeah, the rest of the time I did spend working on Living Stories. Living Stories is a nonprofit that... Hey, Christian, uh, can you hold, yeah. hold, for, hold that thought for a second? Because I, um, I want to hear about Living Stories, but can you... What, what does that mean? You know, I think most of us get the idea of like, oh, our film was picked up by Netflix or picked up by Paramount or whatever, you know, but it was picked up by, you know, Chick-fil-A. Wait, what does that mean? You know, like, you know, something totally not movie related. So talk to us about Delta Airlines picking up the film, like how, how people see it. What does that mean for you? Yeah, that's such a great question, actually. I'm glad you stopped me there because this how this relationship happened was fascinating. Um, Virginie Durr is a person that is, you know, works at Delta. Like I said, she saw the, uh, us on social media. She started following us on Facebook. She friended me on LinkedIn. And then when we went to Beaufort, since it's not that far from Atlanta, she drove there. We met in person. And then this relationship with Delta began. Um, and now, what that means can be a host of things. Delta could uh, give money financially. Delta certainly could give free airfare to travel to different places. Uh, they could uh, promote the film within their company or on their airplanes. And that relationship is a symbiotic one. So it would, you know, we would be helped by Delta, of course, because they would be elevating the profile of the film. They have the halo effect of supporting a project that really does good in the world. And that really looks different depending on what our project needs or what they're willing and able to give. And it can change over time. So it does, um, it does sort of fit with Delta's mission of nobody better connects the world. And, you know, for us, uh, it it's going to be amazing because that does mean more people will be exposed to our film. Um, on the flights, um, you know, you always have choices to see different films. Airlines oftentimes will spotlight special films, and so we will. We're asking for one of those spotlight marketing things, and. The more like Delta at some point will officially announce this support, well, that's a huge audience that we don't normally reach. So it'll be helpful for us. And um, yeah, and then if people are on board the plane and they can't watch it, maybe they'll order it when they go back. Or if they do watch it and they want some to share it with someone else when they get home, they can look it up on iTunes or Amazon Prime, and that would be a purchase for us. So th this wouldn't affect other potential deals, like other distribution deals then, correct? No, it, it, it doesn't, because when we signed with um, FFS, we did give them the ability to negotiate airline rights. That's just one of the rights that you can give. And typically, that is done through an aggregator. Um, it, it was interesting in this situation because Delta now, because I, you know, had this contact contact, they're able to go to FFS directly, you know, and ask for, uh, you know, an exclusive screening or a special right 
for that. Um, and it makes it the process much more personal and quick. All right. Very cool. All right. So, um, everyone needs to travel somewhere on Delta. When, when's it going to be on the plane? Yeah. So I think that it's going to start in August. Um, now we haven't officially signed the dotted line, so things can always go awry. Um, and, but once it is official, we will begin, of course, marketing that and telling everybody about it. But, you know, if it goes through, it'll be in August. You can see the girl who wore freedom on the plane. Awesome. That's very exciting. Um, okay. So uh, Living Stories is the non nonprofit that you created. Uh, give us a quick recap why you did that and then and update what's happening with it. Yep. So right now, many people know um, our project is fiscally sponsored by IFA Chicago, which has been an amazing group. They've been very helpful to us. We are so thankful for them. Um, But we did think that it um, might be in our interest going forward for other films um, because we do give 5% to that fiscal sponsor. It might be better to set up a nonprofit organization that could sort of do the same thing for any projects we wanted. So we've developed a board. Josh Lindsay happens to be on that board, um, as well as Rick Arbazani, um, as well as um, we're actually going to put a new person in place, James Mason, who's going to be the director of this to sort of take me out of the middle of it. And um, yeah, so this this organization has now got 501c3 status. We've had a bank account opened up and established. And then we did get a big donation from the Julie Danis uh, Foundation uh, this past week, which allowed us to pay all of the outstanding invoices um, on my desk, which has just been so rewarding to actually pay the people that worked on this film. It doesn't resolve all of our financial issues. We have a whole bunch of other bills to pay, but these are the actual individual people um, that we owe it a lot of money to. And so I'm just so thankful for that. And um, yeah, so that's where we are. And um, it does take a lot of administrative work to make that happen. We want to thank Rick Erickson, who helped us work all of that out. And uh, you will see how it goes. We're, um, you know, we're trying to figure this whole nonprofit thing out and make sure that it's legal and all above board. And so it's been an interesting adventure. Well, that, that's like a whole other layer. You know, you've got the, the making of the film, you know, distribution of the film. You, you talk about you got to be a, a, you know, have a business owner mindset and now you have a board on this yeah. nonprofit. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm a board member. Um, I, I guess I'm appreciative that you asked me to be on this board. I don't know what I bring to this board exactly, but uh, it is exciting to be a part of it, <laughs> and I look forward to projects coming down the line. Of course, but I'm a little sad that you didn't ask me to be like the jester of the boardroom. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just kind of hey, we need to bring Jason out. <laughs> <laughs> Consider yourself officially asked. <laughs> you are now the official jester. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what's going to be great is that this will, um, I, the reason this came about is because Richard Erickson was going to host an event for us at the Lions Club. And he felt it was going to be too confusing to try to explain all the donors there that they were not really donating to the Girl Who Were Freedom. They were donating to uh, IFA and then they were giving the money to us. And he said, you know, you really should have your own nonprofit um, set up. It's just a lot cleaner. And, and he was right about that. Um, and so now we, you know, this foundation will help people, 
um, you know, not just me or my projects, but we will be able to fiscally sponsor um, once we get everything up and running. So, and then again, when donors contribute, it's it's a tax deduction for them, right? Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. So no, another incentive for people to give. For sure. So uh, now, Christian, you travel quite a bit. Uh, are there upcoming film festivals, upcoming destinations you're headed to? Yeah. I mean, like I said, the um, th- well, the one thing that we really need to promote right now is the we have a live screening on February 19th. It's a Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Did Pacific you say February? Standard- I think I did. I meant May. May. (laughs) (laughs) I slipped back somewhere. Yeah, May 19th, 7.30 p.m. uh, Pacific Standard Time. They're doing a live screening of The Girl Who Wore Freedom through the GI Film Festival. And afterwards, there's a live Q&A with me and our favorite composer, Jeff Kurtnacker. And uh, this is a wonderful opportunity to interact with us. And particularly if you're a supporter of the film, it's only $10. You can... um, watch the film if you want, or just come in at the end uh, and sort of be a little plant asking questions that you uh, think people should know about us. And then it's going to be in the film festival for the next, uh, I think, week, week and a half. Then people can stream it at any time. Please do share it with your friends. And then um, we've got the the travel that we have is the is the June 6th Reedy Reels Film Festival. And then we're going to go to the Beaufort uh, screening, and then we'll go to the Atlanta event. So I'll be gone from June 5th to June 9th, something like that. And uh, other than that, I'll be home. So the May the May 19th one, where can someone go to... Yep. So the girl who wore freedom.com slash festivals, they will see the GI film festival option there. And there, you know, there's a link to click on um, that will take you to uh, where you can buy a ticket. And uh, this, this film festival has been amazing. They are partnered with KPBS San Diego, which is a big PBS station. So they've had a lot of power to promote the film and they've done so giving us, um, you know, radio interviews and newspaper interviews. So recently I did an interview with Real 360. They have Real 360 Chicago, New York, LA. And this interview, um, I hope will air relatively soon, um, and so when we when that does air, we'll put that out, of course, on our social media. But that's been a fun thing. I've really appreciated that little extra media love. Awesome. Uh, and then D-Day is coming up. One of the film festivals is showing on D-Day that you mentioned. Are there... I know you've talked about other events coming up. Just remind us, what, what should we be paying attention to? Yeah, well, the there's going to be a lot of D-Day festivities in Normandy. Like there were last year, they will all be virtual, and we will be sharing that information on our social media pages. Uh, the one fun thing that we're doing, actually, uh, this week we are launching a VE Day t-shirt uh, in our store, which is uh, really exciting to have a new thing in our store. And then we've got commemorative shirts for the 77th anniversary of D-Day. And the images on the back of those shirts are taken from uh, the bar of June 6th, which is the bar that Danny's parents opened. And Danny's uh, cousin painted these murals on the wall and we've turned them into t-shirts. So we have some really fun merch, uh, new merch items that are going to be in our store. And we'll be sharing the links of stuff that's happening uh, in D-Day in France. So... You know, not a ton of new things this week. Um, I do, you know, 
hope to find out more. We still have about 10 film festivals to hear back from. Uh, The one film festival that we have after the GI Film Festival is the Nice Film Festival in Nice, France. So I'll have more details about that soon. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's about it for us. I'd love to know what's going on with you guys. Oh, man, we don't have enough time, Christian. Not enough time. (laughs) We're going to have to have a separate podcast just to talk about me and Jason and all the things that we're involved in. Come on, Josh. All right, Jason, uh, I'll go first because I'll be the less interesting of the two. (laughs) Let's see. Um, (laughs) Are are you on a board now or something? I think I heard I'm on a board. I'm on a board called Living (laughs) Stories. It's a not-for-profit. Check it out. Hey, you're going to go have a, a have an event with me tonight. We're going to go sit outside and roast marshmallows. Oh, That's going to be fun. I didn't know we were talking about our social calendar. Okay, so yes, uh, <laughs> I will see Christian outside in person roasting marshmallows. And in terms of anything related, remotely related to this, we just did a podcast on the film Nobody, which is the Bob uh, Odenkirk film. It's like James or uh, it's uh, John Wick in the suburbs. If you're familiar with John Wick, Counter Reeves, a lot of violence, a lot of fun. We love the movie. Wait, 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 wait. Violence is a lot of fun? Yes. Oh. Violence can be fun. You... <laughs> it was good <laughs> violence. Whole... He hurt bad people. It's, yeah, you know, only it's, bad people yeah. got hurt. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mostly bad people. Right. It's fine. <clears throat> uh, but you know who Bob Odenkirk, he's Saul Goodman from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul? I know the name, but I do not partake of those media opportunities (laughs) so well you should those are two fantastic shows also one of them is pretty violent but uh quality television for sure bob odenkirk is uh, he does comedy he he's a writer and he's a dramatic actor and now he's an action star but uh, that was a fun podcast that we did jason were you gonna say yeah I just recently had um, Mr. Show recommended to me. Oh, yeah. The, like, <laughs> sketch show that he and uh, the guy who plays Tobias in Arrested <laughs> Development. Right. Like, it's them in a sketch show, but it's just so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I've, just, I've just recently been watching it because it's, like, it's so surreal to watch him, like, knowing where he was going to end up doing right. these absolutely insane sketches. It's on HBO Max. It's just so <laughs> strange. Is that all before he got famous? Um, I think Mr. Show's part of what made him famous. I mean, it came yeah. out okay. in 1995, so it's, you know, I was zero years old when that came out. So, yeah. When were you born, Jason? When were you born? 95. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, oh. anyway, so the Movie Proposal podcast, Jason and I are on that podcast along with Sky Jatani, who you may know from The Holy Post. Christian is on that podcast as well. But anyway, the movie proposal, most recent one, features lots of films, but primarily the film Nobody, which was, again, a great film to check out. (laughs) Do you know what just occurred to me? For this entire podcast, which is over two years now, I've never once said that Jason is also on the the movie proposal podcast. (laughs) Are you sure? I don't think so. I don't think I have ever said that. Do you think, Jason? Uh, It's come up, but I don't know that you've mentioned it. No. Yeah. So funny. I forget that. Okay, good. Jason is an integral part. We don't need him just for the button pushing. We need him for the discussion. And uh, it didn't start out that way. First, we no. started asking him questions because we didn't know what the heck we were talking about. And, and he did. <laughs> and then we realized, I think he knows more about film than we do. We better have him <laughs> keep talking. So I think I remember the first thing I ever said. You guys were doing Zootopia. 
and you didn't know the name of the fox in the um um he's in like a, a buggy like they're pushing him and he has the giant ears and you were like oh i can't think of the name of the fox and i just like leaned over and disguised mike and said he's a fennec fox and leaned back ah. <laughs> and then it was just kind of downhill from you, there i just kind of started to the races <laughs> <laughs> yes he he is uh, integral to the podcast so check that out the movie proposal other than that you know just kids are in school making summer plans no enjoying the weather yeah i did actually for the first time in i don't know it's one of those things you've been meaning to do forever i've got stacks of vhs tapes and uh the little recorder Super ones eights. Yeah, uh, I don't know what they're called, but I, I took it, took four or five of them <laughs> uh, to a place where they convert it, and I, I thought it was going to take a couple of days. It, it, it takes a couple of months, apparently. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be getting this back in a month or two. But I'm excited. I this is stuff that's 20 years old that I haven't seen in a long time. So I'll be working on my own little movie projects here soon. Good. Well, speaking of that, I um, did the same thing. I used iMemories. If nobody's ever used those, iMemory, they, you pay like $14 or something. They send you a box. You put all your media in there. You send it out, and then they go through it and convert it for you. And you know that was an easy process for me. So hopefully it'll be easy for you too, Josh. Well, one, one of the I will say this because this is filmmaking related. In college, I think it was my senior year, I, I was – part of this group is uh, campus Christian fellowship. And, and it was super creative group, like one of the most talented groups I've ever worked with. And we decided to make a film. We called it the real world. I think it was before MTV's real world, if I'm not mistaken, but I can't even remember what the plot was about. It was just some guy. And all I remember is we got our hands on a wheelchair. So that was our, our dolly, you know, for the camera. And we got <gasps> access to a coffee shop that they let us come in, in the middle of the night to shoot. And so we had all these extras and, and and we yeah, filmed that, a ton of stuff, and then people kept at. When's the film coming out? And I lost the tapes. Oh no! And, and then I found one, and then it broke. Oh no! And so I thought, well, I'll never be able to use this. But apparently, they can just fix that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so twenty five years later, we're actually going to see footage from from that, and hopefully, it will remind me what the story was even about. And then I'm, I'd like to put together a little trailer, you know, just you know, kind of a made up. This movie will never come out, but you know what it would, what it might look like. Well, if you need any help, let Jason and I know. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I had a film teacher once point out that in any movie that's less than like a five million dollar budget, anytime they're in a restaurant or a coffee shop, it's always at night. <laughs> like if if you pay attention, it's like that they, they got the access at you know three a.m. Go. <laughs> right. <laughs> that right. sounds like exactly what you did. For sure. I did. I did. Well, Jason, right, Jason. What about you? Uh, so Sean and I just submitted to the Warner Brothers um, writing fellowship. I got some notes from Josh and we made some some changes to actually make the script a little bit better and a little bit more maybe actually makeable. Not that it'll actually ever get made, but it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it'd probably be good if it was a little bit more, um, you know, good. Um, so so we <laughs> so so we fixed it up and we sent it off. Um, we sent it off uh, day one of the deadline being open. Um, part of that was because we knew that we would just agonize over it if we didn't. And the other part of it is that we know people who run these sorts of things and they always remember the first people who get in, uh, the first people to submit, um, like they'll remember their name. And so 
I have no idea if Warner Brothers is that way. It might just be it goes into a computer and it doesn't matter. But we figured on the like one percent chance that someone somewhere is going, oh, someone submitted first. They might remember us. So we got submitted within the first 15 minutes of it being open, which some of that was just upload time and, you know, that sort of thing. So that was our what we do in the shadows spec script. Um, And now we're actually going to start development on writing another original pilot because we want to submit to the Nickelodeon writers um, fellowship, which is this summer opens in July and we need an original pilot and we have an original comedy, but it's more of like an HBO comedy, not at all a Nickelodeon comedy. And so we're trying to figure out what are we going to do? So we're going to start development on that this week. We have a phone call scheduled for tomorrow morning to, to go over it. Um, so we're excited about that and actually see what our next original show is going to be that we write. That's awesome. It, it won't get made, but it'll, we'll write it. <laughs> you never know. You never know. You do never know. That's yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's been fun. One thing I wanted to talk to you about, Jason, and we can talk about this offline, but it's just another one of these things that we have to do. We did get something exciting this week. Um, and well, I apparently we got it a long time ago, but I didn't realize it was in the house. We got the challenge coins. Have I shown you guys this challenge coin yet? Oh, no. Uh-huh. Oh, you've talked about them. Well, let me pull one of these little babies out. I, of course, wasn't Ooh. prepared for this, but uh, <laughs> a lot you're going to have to. Yeah, it's a lot of coins. You're going to have to look at this on your little computer thingy. Um, if you're just listening to this podcast, if you want this sneak peek of the coins. All right. Oh, here dude. we go. So here is the coin. It's a gold challenge coin. On the one side, it's got the girl who wore freedom. And on the other side, it's got the private little um, logo. I like it. Because we are going to make several different levels of these challenge coins, um, all the way up to a general coin for people that um, we're going to make these, you know, donor specific. And so we're going to launch this little campaign here pretty soon so that people can help support the support the film and the work we're doing. And I need a coin video, Jason. Um, we've got to, we've got to talk about these challenge coins and we've got to <laughs> interview me and Ben Python, head of business operations to talk about the history and the importance of these challenge coins. And I started thinking about it. I have nobody to help film this. So I may have to bring uh, Jason rug in this little project. We'll see. <laughs> okay. That'd be fun. I also, yeah. I, have, I have another friend who I would definitely recommend, um, for that, but we can talk about that uh, offline. So, so yeah. you gotta, you gotta have some good friends when you're in this business <laughs> who can help you out. He has a way fancier camera than I do. So we can. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Well, I mean, there's not a lot going on this week. I am hoping um, in the next couple of weeks, one thing that I did do this week was speak to a veteran by the name of George, George Champa. George is a World War II veteran that landed on Utah Beach on D-Day, and he was part of the Grave Registration Service. And so uh, if you don't know what that is, it's a very grave job in that you are taking the people that have been killed and you are burying them in temporary graves as quickly as you can. And that was George's job as a young 18-year-old. And he is still alive today. He is 96 years old. And he began a filmmaking career at 81 years of age. And he just finished his fifth film uh, a year ago. 
Um, and it's, it's just, he's an incredible individual. And so I'd love to have him on the podcast to talk about his, uh, world war II experience, but also his late in life, uh, love of filmmaking and, you know, how he's kind of kept that going. It's super encouraging for people who've just never kind of maybe even like you, Josh, who've always wanted to be a filmmaker, but never could quite get around to it. Um, I'm, I'm going to wait till I'm 81 years old. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> it's never too late. Never, never too late. <laughs> I, uh, so, 30 years before I get really get going on in my career here. So <laughs> I, I was actually just listening to uh, one of the first episodes of the podcast script notes, uh, which they're coming up on their 500th episode. Wow. Um, they've been around a long time. I've, I've recommended their podcast uh, a bunch. Uh, and one of the things they talk about is how you'll see huge filmmaker careers, you know, in their twenties, and then they drop out in their 30s and 40s and they come back in their 50s and 60s. And the main reason is because of kids. Yeah. <laughs> and then he said, oh, yeah. you'll see a lot of people's careers in film, particularly start after their kids are in college. And so, you know, I don't, I don't think I'd ever rule it out. Well, I mean, that's true for me. I really could never have done this if it happened earlier because pr- yeah. family was my priority. And it was even a little challenging because Josh was still, um, you know, a sophomore, junior in high school. As Not I was me, going you're Josh. This. Yeah, my Josh, my youngest son, Josh. So, uh, so yeah, it's just, it, it's been fascinating. So I can't wait to have him on to talk about those things. And I can't wait to have you guys meet him. He has some incredible stories about uh, a stolen Jeep and how he almost got court-martialed for it and driving a, a, a German woman around who was a trapeze artist, you know, sort of illegally and the trouble that he escaped from. So he's got some fantastic stories that I can't wait for people to hear. I have to tell you real quick, uh, Angie met a gentleman uh, from Wheaton. He went to Wheaton College and uh, went on to coach college basketball and then coach in the NBA. And uh, he was with the LA Lakers and the Heat. And he was a coach at one point, a general manager. And anyway, he's retired now, uh, living in Tennessee. And he's talking about wanting to make a documentary. And the quote that stood out to Angie was, he said, making documentaries is hard. (laughs) <laughs> that's so true like oh i need you to listen to this podcast you know so <laughs> yeah it's so hard it is hard but it is so worth it it is so worth it and i would encourage everyone to uh to shoot for that goal if you're interested in making a film don't hesitate get to work well on that note documentaries are hard but worth it we would like to thank everyone for listening to documentary first where we believe everyone has a story to tell and you can be the one to tell it. Yes, you can. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Documentary First. We really appreciate your partnership with us. We can't do any of this without you. So thank you so much for listening, for donating, and for following along on our journey. If you are able to make a donation this week, we would really appreciate it. We are supported by donors who give us $100 or less, so anything helps. Also, if you're able to share the news about the girl who wore freedom with your friends and family, please do that on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or email. And sign up for our newsletter at thegirlwhowarefreedom.com. Please go to thegirlwhowarefreedom.com slash donate to make a donation today.